Welcome to Bad Law, Worst Facts. I'm your co-host, Michael Tackler. And Jeff McCarthy. One thing that's been really tough, it's been really tough for me, is social media. So most people listening to this podcast are like, okay, what's the next step? Depositions, trials, but getting clients is probably the hardest thing to do as an attorney. We're going to have Bianca Calderon on here in a little bit. Bianca's done a really good job. She has a large social media following and she puts out great content. And it's really tough to do. I don't personally, I, I always get freaked out about how I'm going to look, what's going to, it's going to come off as, what are people going to think of me? And it terrifies me. Uh, so I don't, I end up just posting hundreds of memes on my, uh, my personal Instagram page and try not to look at our yeah. <laughs> a law firm page. You're quite good with the memes. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm very excited about this one too, as I'm excited with all of them, especially because despite my extrovertness and my you know, enjoying other people. I am uh, terrible at social media. I, I'm I'm social in person, but uh, I, uh, as the oldest person in this firm, I probably feel like I'm somebody's, you know, like spammy uncle. <laughs> like, no, I just don't have anything. I just don't have anything. So uh, I'm going to take a lot of notes. You have pictures of like flowers. Yeah. Your uh, Facebook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awful. It's the worst. It'll depress you. Don't go there. But this will be good. I'm excited. So yeah, I'm excited too because the reality is, like, when you get out, it's just like, well, when do you want to go solo? Well, when you can get enough book of business, yeah, right? And that yeah. freaks you out. Yeah. And then you kind of just told, like, well, just find some attorneys who don't want cases and get those referrals and take a percentage and move on that way. But she doesn't do that. She gets all of hers through social media, and then after that, word of mouth and. That's great. We don't have to pay over for an attorney, right? Well, hey, let's get her on so we can start stealing all our ideas. We're going to take out every single one of them and we're going to call them our own. That's what we're going to do. Yuck, how you doing? I, I, where are you at? Are you at your office or your place? I'm at my house. Okay, because that is an amazing chandelier. That's so cool. You have a very nice setup. Now, okay, you can introduce yourself to our viewers. So I am La Bogada Bianca, but my real name is Bianca Calderon de la Chica. I am from Corpus Christi, Texas, which is a breeding ground for personal injury attorneys. A lot of amazing ones have come out of Corpus Christi. And that's kind of where I got my inspiration to become one. And I went to high school in Corpus, went to college at St. Mary's University. And I went to law school in South Texas here in Houston. So ever since then, I've been here in Houston. And uh, started working for a litigation firm called Seco Holsher Harris. And I worked under an, an attorney who is Jason Holsher. He's an amazing, uh, amazing trial lawyer. And I got to do the product liability docket and basically did everything as, that he needed, which is whether it's uh, research and writing or, um, you know, drafting lawsuits, interviewing clients. Like I really, they really just threw me in the water and, uh, you know, just, flew all around the country uh, defending these big cases and, you know, being the only female at the mediation room sometimes in a, in a room full of uh, lawyers, which is was kind of daunting looking back. So I was 23 years old when I started practicing law. Um, and like I said, got my feet really wet at Seco Holscher and just learned so much. And then, yeah. I can talk forever about my time over there, but. Well, tell, tell yeah. us about when you went solo. I mean, well, yes. first of all, before we even do that, you know, what I have noticed is the attorneys that we interviewed that are just doing so well in the career have that type of story. 
you know, I was at a firm, had someone there, but I was just thrown in and I just had to keep going and figure it out. And, um, you know, Jeff throws me sometimes into the water. He's like, you got this. I'm like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the best way to learn. And at the firm that I worked for, we they wanted excellence, perfection. There was no room for error. I mean, we were handling multi-million dollar cases. And so we just had to be um, prepared for court. Everything was just done so professionally. And I think that type of um, just running with the, the big boys, so to speak, really trained me and got me ready for, you know, opening up my own firm. And while at the firm, I ended up having my own docket, um, my own team of, I had a paralegal, medical, paralegal, you know, I had my own 18 wheeler docket and I would encourage other lawyers. I would have dinners with them and say, Hey, send me some of your big cases. I'll be happy to work them for you. Take that heavy load off of you. And I just litigated them as fast as I could and got top dollar and just kind of, um, became a rainmaker at the firm. And so, it was just a lot, um, you know, just traveling and taking three to four depots a day. It, it was intense. So, but I'm so thankful for that opportunity because now with that litigation background, it really comes in handy running my own cases because I know, hey, we got to do this this way because if not later down the line, this can come back and haunt us, which I think kind of differentiates me a little bit um, from most lawyers who don't have the litigation experience because you could get really trampled on by these insurance companies if you don't know what you're doing and they, they sniff it out right away. Oh yeah. Cause they make stuff up and you're just like, okay, yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. Like, and you're like, yeah. that's not right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 That's not how, how it's going to go down. And yeah, so, exactly. and it gives you confidence too. Cause you're like, Oh, I've already faced this issue a hundred times. I can handle it. Yeah. You're not so stressed. And, and so that must be why you've had such great set success moving from that and you know, now I see your face everywhere on every billboard, <laughs> on every Instagram ad, you're, you're everywhere. So when you don't have to worry about how to do the legal stuff, you, I feel like, and you tell me, is that what freed you to say, you know what, I know this side of the house, yeah. all yeah. I need to do is have people come in the door and I can just dump my great skill set on them. It, exactly. And that was really the inspiration behind it all. And I didn't jump from firm to owning my own firm immediately. I actually thought I, I, I had my son. So my second child, and I was like, this work schedule is not going to work for me and my family traveling everywhere was really just killing me. And I mean, I loved it. I I'm used to working hard, but it's just the traveling part was just not ideal for a mom. Um, and so I was like, let me take some time off. And of course they were like, Hey, let's try and make it work. And, and, or, you know, give you part-time or whatever you want to do. And I said, no, I just really, I, I can't. And so I was by myself for, I mean, just not working for about six months. And then I started getting job offers from other big firms that were, were like, Hey, Bianca's free. Let's, <laughs> let's snatch her up. And I guess they thought I left for other reasons other than I just wanted to go on my own. And then, um, I just started getting calls like from friends, like, Hey, are you still working? Can you represent me in an accident? And I said, well, okay, sure. I'll, I could handle a case. Yeah. And then it just started doing a snowball effect where I said, you know what? I miss this. I'm good at it. And I want to continue, but doing it my own way and building my own brand. And that's where La Bogada Bianca was born. And like you said, 
Um, I, I started a very heavy marketing campaign in the middle of a pandemic uh, back in May. And I have my billboards and commercials and, you know, my Instagram. And so that's really been kind of the gateway into introducing myself to Houston. You, you, know, you know, what's interesting about that. I, I didn't know that you just started this campaign just recently. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that speaks to the, the, the beauty and the powerfulness of what you're doing and what we should all be doing. And quite frankly, what we should be doing more of at this firm. But, <laughs> but I feel like you've been around forever. I was like, oh yeah, you're you know, super established. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's been, I've seen those billboards for years. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's, that makes me happy. That means it's working, and and it's not cheap. I mean, you have to. The biggest advice I have for people, or I often tell you know my husband, I'm like, you know, sometimes I wonder why these amazing lawyers don't just go out on their own and just keep the whole pie to themselves because it takes work, lots of money, lots of staying power, and it's just. Um, you got to just be prepared to basically not have your old salary for almost a year and a half to two years, maybe, you know, like it's, it's a big risk and a big gamble that you take on yourself. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, were you, was it kind of like a snowball of, Oh, I could take a case. Oh, you know, I could do two, maybe five. And then you're like, you know what? I can, I can just jump in and do this. Is that exactly. was kind of how it worked? It, it okay. did. It did just doors kind of started opening on their own. And so, then I got my Instagram going and I, I just was like, you know what? I think there's a big gap in social media world where lawyers like, what do we do when we look up another lawyer? We just look up their bios, you know, if we're going to yeah. about to take a deposition and kind of like size them up and, yeah. and all a it terrible is, headshot. Yeah, <laughs> a, a boring headshot and an even more, more boring biography. Yeah. And, and so it, I was just like, you know what? For me, social media is a way for my future potential clients to gain my trust and to gain confidence in me before they even need me. Um, And so just to be that first lawyer that's on their brain as soon as, you know, of course, accidents happen and we can't control it. But, you know, what we can control is who they hire as an attorney. And, um, you know, if I'm there every day on their mind and I communicate with them, I get DMs. Hey, I was just involved in an accident. What do I do? And it's like, this is 2021, like back 20 years ago, we didn't have that. We weren't getting DMS from potential clients. So it's crazy. It's really revolutionary. So do you have a marketing background? I don't, I went to business school. Um, and well, that's my major. I was business, but I I've always just kind of been that type of creative person to just know how to, get people's interested yeah you know that yeah. i don't i'm sure you follow if not <clears throat> so it's they're great follows but uh gary v gary vaynerchuk you know he he's got a he talks a lot about how the new commodity in america today is attention you know you, you know the the commodity of having people's and, and it's the concept of what influencers are but that that whole attention that there is a marketplace for attention and that you know i want somebody's eyeballs i want somebody's you know, um, thoughts on me and how do I get that? Yeah. Right. You know, and, uh, um, I find a lot of that fascinating, um, you know, all, all, all that stuff and, and to see you jump right in with what appears to be from the outside, looking at a very strategic, well thought out, you know, plan Did that happen naturally, or was that just something that, uh, you know, you tried one, you said, okay, well, I'm going to add this, or was this, you know, from day one, you're like, I know I'm going to do this, this, and this, like, how, how'd you kind of come up with your 
game plan? I just, I'll be running on the treadmill and just, I get ideas and I will email my marketing team saying, this is, this is my slogan or give me a logo for this. I got an idea or let's do this type of giveaway or what I, I just, the ideas pop in my head. And that's one thing I recommend for lawyers to do who are wanting to do a very, you know, expensive marketing campaign is try it out on social media first, because then you could almost work out the kinks and maybe there's a logo and, and then someone's going to come and say, Hey, that's not very clear or the colors are off or, you know, or, or it just doesn't, people don't connect to it. And so that's kind of what I did at first. I was like, okay, I'm going to test out La Bogada Bianca. Are people going to remember it? Uh, and I tested out my slogan, La Chica Poderosa. Then people started calling me La Chica Poderosa. So I was like, okay, this is all, it's all, okay. It's, it's going to work. It's going to be successful in, in the mainstream of market. And, you know, you got to get your hashtags going and, and just be repetitive. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I already said that, but then someone will say, thank you so much for sharing this. I didn't know. And I'm like, well, I just posted about this three weeks ago, but people will miss it. And, you know, that's, that's just the best part is being able to educate others and while building your brand at the same time. No, I definitely agree. It's really interesting. So I was trying to figure out like how these original PI attorneys made it big in advertising. Mm -hmm. And I learned that, you know, I, and I won't say any of it, but you know, one individual just took it upon himself that when the marketing rules changed, he just jumped on it as quickly as he could and started making advertisements. And then he became like a namesake in Texas. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't see that in, you know, the Instagram, even, even the Facebook arenas, right. TikTok, even, I don't, I don't see that at all. So how, you know, how do you take advantage of that? Right. And so I talked to other times. I'm like, so what is your social media situation? They're like social media. Yeah. They're like, what, what is that? They're like, no, this is how you start as a solo. You go, you find people who can take referrals and who will say, yeah, I'll give you these dog shit cases. Good luck. Give me a check when you're done. Don't care how much it is. And you're like, okay. And then you're in a position where you've got two options. Do I want to be a trial attorney and take these to trial? Great. This is a great option for that. But if I'm like the person who's like, I need to actually bring in money for a while um, before I even start doing trials, this is not the best option, right? You're making, you know, not very much money with not very great cases. And then you may make a name for yourself, but probably not in that situation. So uh, hearing that and hearing, no, 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 there's other outlets. There's ways to get in front of people and ways that starting up are not very expensive. And then when you get there, you can make that marketing campaign that's bigger. You know, that's exactly. huge. Yes, you have to start lean. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless you're you're just coming off of a big settlement that you got at the old firm you're working at <laughs> or whatever, then you could just go, you know, and run with the wind. But most people don't have that um, luxury, you know, and so it is you just have to be brave and do it and keep at it and know that, okay, there's going to be days where your phone's ringing off the hook with clients and you're like, yes. And there's going to be a dry spell where you're like, what is going on? What am I doing wrong? And, and you start questioning all of those things, but you just got to stick with it and stay consistent and be good to your clients too. That's, that's number one. The number one complaint I get from people are, man, I wish I would have 
you know, known about you because I had a car accident and my lawyer never even spoke to me, never answered my phone calls, never answered my emails, left me just guessing what's going on because at the big, big, big firms, you're just a number and your clients are your biggest billboard and they will always be your biggest billboard. And if you do a terrible job, a hundred people will know about it versus if you do a good job, maybe 10. So it's just, that's how you just continue to grow is, is starting from the people that actually have entrusted you and then building from there. And of course, using your marketing campaign, it just all kind of just comes together. together. Yeah, that's nice. So what, what would you say, and I, and I know there's plenty of successes that you have out there, but is there something that you did that you felt like, man, I thought it was a good idea at the time, but this fell hard on its face. You know, was there, was there anything that you've done to this point that you said, uh, nope, I'm going to pivot off that very quickly. It, it, it didn't work out. Um, have you had any experience like that with your marketing? I, I think at first, if you would have listened to me a year ago, my, I really wanted to be completely in Spanish on Instagram, but that mm. wasn't truly authentic to me because mm -hmm. my first language is English, but, and I would get people responding like, yeah, your Spanish is not that good. <laughs> and so it was for me, like, oh, I need to learn. And from last year to this year, now I can just roll out the Spanish. And um, so at first it was almost an idea that I almost just put to the side and said, forget this. I'm just going to speak English. And that's it. And given to the haters. But instead, I just stuck with it, stuck with it, stuck with it. And I was like, people are going to just hopefully deal with it and love me through it. And they did. And so I would say it was probably trying to speak too much Spanish too soon when I wasn't quite ready to do that. Yeah, all you Spanish uh, experts, you armchair <laughs> Spanish, you know, haters out there. Like, yeah, exactly. Man. I'm like, well, or, and then I think back, I'm like, but Selena, she didn't even know Spanish and everybody loved her and she sung Spanish songs. So I'm like, adult people will be patient with me and, and they were and, and they are. So, um, and now it's just so much fun getting on the phone with a client or, you know, an attorney that I'm working with as co-counsel and they're like, Hey, can, let's translate what I'm saying to this client. And it's just, it's, it's fun. You want to hear something blasphemous? I had no idea who Selena was until this whole documentary dropped and everything. Oh uh, my goodness. I know. I know, I know. I'm an immigrant to this country. I, I know who Selena I is. <laughs> I actually thought that I heard that Selena song and I was like, oh, isn't that J-Lo? They're like, no, you dummy. J-Lo played Selena. I was like, oh. Bad, bad, bad. But yes, J-Lo we just lost half our clients right there's there, no by the way. There's no J-Lo without Selena, no Selena without J-Lo. Yeah. No, but I'm all on board and Selena. Now I got the poster in my house and everything. It's good. It's, you're it's you're all, ready. Okay. So good. you're good now. I'm dad. on purpose. So don't mess with my Selena. No, I love it. Actually, my, my, my girlfriend, she loves Selena. She, she was so offended. She made me watch the movie. She made me watch the, uh, listen to all the, the music. She yeah. got well, well cultured. That's awesome. Yeah, her, Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her, her 74 year old dad who was born in, uh, Taiwan has Selena CDs and was he's like you don't know who Selena is like I'm 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 so sorry <laughs> but now you do so, so yeah, now you're not left out anymore <laughs> I swear it does. God, how do you know what to say about that yeah. <laughs> I forgot to talk later <laughs> yeah no but that's great I love the fact that you took those things that make you unique and you said it earlier, and this is what I tell Mike all the time. So this podcast is definitely geared for 
younger attorneys, newer attorneys, uh, people that are either just recently solo or thinking about going to solo. And um, something that we preach all day long, and we've heard everybody say, when you're genuine to yourself, when you're authentic to your beliefs, it resonates with everybody, juries, potential clients, your everybody, current clients, yes. good, bad, or indifferent. You know, if you're genuine, people, people will just gravitate to you. So that's, that's so cool that you, you know, instinctually did that. Yeah. I, and, and I, and I am like that even on my Instagram and people like that, that you'll see me, I'm either all glammed up or I'm just chill with no makeup, no filter. And I don't really care because that's just me. Like I'm either all glam or I'm just chill because, you know, when you're doing like the real, real work, I mean, nobody wants to be in a suit and, you know, you know, the grind work where you're just like on the computer for hours and hours. And it's like, that's me. So, um, or I'll just share funny jokes or funny DMs that I get sometimes from weirdos, but <laughs> just be yourself. Like you said, yeah. because that's what people want to hire. They don't want to hire the boring lawyer that you see. All you know about is either their commercial or like I said earlier, their biography. They don't, that's, yeah. you want to just be a fr- like more personable. I think we need to change the face that lawyers are boring. Yeah. Well, some of us are pretty boring. Well, personally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let me ask you, what about, you know, your postings? I mean, do you, how regularly do you post? At least every day. I mean, that's you. Sometimes I won't, but I, I like to at least post every day. Um, I do have a marketing team that, you know, I'll do photo shoots in volume, like tons of outfit changes. And then we'll, if I don't have a picture from some, from that day, then they'll roll, pick a picture from that real and just post it with a caption and an advertisement or a statistic or something uh, knowledgeable to educate uh, my followers. And then of course, you'll see just uh, regular pictures of me and my kids or me just wearing a cool outfit or, you know, me at work, you know, it's just you, I just try and share my life as much as possible. But of course, keep things private, because I'm, I'm actually really a private person. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was kind of an adjustment for me too. Do, do you do you find that um, uh, well your marketing team is, is that something that's organic or is that something that's like a, a, a company use or do, do you have these people in house or are they a third party agency? It, they're a third party, so they don't come up with my slogans or my colors or my logos. Right. I do all of that, right. um, or they just basically make everything look pretty for me, just presentable, you know. Uh, make my graphics and and things like that and they help me with my website and my business cards and and all of that so it helps it's it's a must well yeah I think I think you know particularly what you said if you want to build a brand which I think we should all be doing as lawyers like when, when I started this firm uh, I spent a lot of time on my logo because, you know, that's what I, they said. They said, your logo is your brand. You're, it's it more than just a picture. You know, you want to make sure that those two are synonymous. And then, and then, like you said, now we haven't done the steps that you have, which is why uh, we're so glad you're here. Cause I'm going to steal all your ideas and we're going to, <laughs> but no, uh, but we, you know, because I, I, I'm with you, the, the rising tide raises all ships. If we're all better at social media, if yeah. we're all better at connecting to our clients, even, even the hard stuff to be like, man, you know, when that's why I feel like clients sometimes um, are hesitant to call us. They always say the same thing, right? I know you're busy. I right. don't want to bother you, 
but you know, and yes. I, I yes. think it's good that they have that, that connection with you to know how busy you are, to know what you're doing, but also to know I'm busy because I'm working on a case. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's the fine line too, is that you don't want to ever overpost. Like if you're out partying somewhere, I think that can go really wrong really fast. So that's like, to me, a big no, no is don't post, you know, when you're having fun with your friends, taking shots of tequila, all of that <laughs> stuff, because that's your brand, you know? Yeah. Um, so yes, you want to show them what you're doing and get a day in the life of you or have like a, a vision of you know, just what you do on a daily basis. And and then of course they feel comfortable and DM you and say, Hey, I, I like your outfit or, Hey, my friend was in an accident. I gave them your name and they'll be calling you soon. I get yeah. those too. And it's, and it's nice. Even on the weekends where, you know, like I said, there's no time off in personal injury. So you just have to, uh, you know, be ready for those DMs and kind of have your phone with you at all times because you can miss a case if you take yeah. too long to respond. Yeah. So that's the, that's the other thing I find interesting is that what did it look like to you? Because I've, I've considered the same type of things of maybe we should do some billboards. Maybe we should put some, but then this, I think what a lot of people discount is the second and third order effects. Like you get a billboard. Well, what happens? Well, people call everybody, like your number is there for everybody, you know, and, and, you know, people don't really know, you know, things like we do, like, hey, statute of limitations, like they're calling you for something that, you know, and, and 10, 15 minutes in, like, man, this, you know, uh, sorry, can't do anything for you, but you're going to get, I, I'm sure that the volume of stuff you have to sift out must yes. have gotten huge, right? Yes, <clears throat> it, it, it has, and it's a huge blessing, um, but you just have to have um, the people who answer your calls, they need to be well knowledgeable and know, uh, and I, I'll get in an immediate text like hey pc and then it'll be like a description and and most of the time if it's an accident or rear end okay sign it let's let's we can get this like let's represent them but then if it's like a random case like uh, a bee stung me at my friend's <laughs> house what yeah. what do i do can i sue and i'm like uh not really no <laughs> not worth your statute time against uh, suing royalty the queen won't accept exactly <laughs> i'm like who are you gonna do? what are you gonna do sue the bee so are we just get uh, course in scope <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so you just have to have tabs on everything and i have a phone system that I know the phones ring to my phone, even though I don't answer. So I know who's calling and okay. I know the text messages are emailed to me. So it's just quality control. So, Hey, if I see a client's asking for an update and I don't see that text is being responded to, I'll get on my team and be like, why wasn't that text responded to? Because it's already been 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm kind of a little bit of control freak when it comes to my firm, but you just have to because it's it's your brand. And sure. so you don't want to let that one client slip through the cracks or feel like Bianca never called me back. My lawyer never calls me back. That, I never want to be that lawyer that says she never called me back. Yeah. yeah. I, let, I me, can't. let me ask you this. Um, would you consider yourself like an influencer? I call myself a legal influencer and I think I invented that word, even though it's already trademarked because I was going to try and trademark it. So I call myself the legal influencer. <laughs> so what does that entail? You know, what is that difference between like a legal influencer and someone who's just trying to put the brand out there? Yeah. So my brain, I think a legal influencer is somebody that is 
innovative in the way they market themselves and, and for other lawyers to kind of follow or, you know, just kind of break the mold of what we've been taught is successful and just, um, you know, bring all the fun stuff that all these people like to see on Instagram, but kind of put a legal twist to it. So I think that's really what it is. It's just being more creative and not boring. <laughs> well, nobody likes boring. That, that is, that is yes, for I get, when I look at lawyer Instagrams, I'm like, why even bother having this? It's like just a picture and a quote. And then another one, a picture and a quote. And I'm like, clients aren't going to want to follow you. It's, that's too dry. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I like your, uh, I like your voice. I like that, that what you put out. And I definitely, you know, one of the things I like is that you're, you know, you're in different places and you're just giving good advice. You know, um, it was one that I saw probably, I don't know when it was, maybe it was yesterday, maybe a few days ago where you're talking about, you know, why it's important for clients to, you know, get an attorney to represent them immediately. And I know you've spoken a few times about it, but just reiterating that over and over again, but you're doing it in different different places it's like your office when you're working out whatever it is you're saying like hey look this is what i need which is what you need to do and that is totally different than you know like a block page with just like call your attorney immediately and you're like, right okay, exactly yeah. exactly and and it's just educating people um or yeah i think what you're talking about yesterday is i was talking to a potential client she's like oh the insurance company you know i feel like they're you know dicking me around they said they're gonna uh, make an offer on my pd and get my car fixed and give me an offer on my bodily injury but it's been two weeks and i'm like that time's gonna be used against you i mean that's not on accident you know that they're yeah, that's why they do it yeah, yeah it's it's the game and so I told her, I'm like, you're almost better just hiring an attorney. And if you don't feel like going to treatment or, hey, you're miraculously better, great. I'll release your case. And at least I helped you get your car fixed. You know, yeah. like, I just want to help people and, um, and of course, you know, make money too. But um, it's just, you're better off with a lawyer versus not. And I, I know I don't even need to make that argument to you guys, but. but... You know, I, yeah. And I tell my clients all the time, I say, uh, I'm like, Hey, look, I, you shouldn't have to hire me for this collision. Like mm -hmm. I, the, the, the world has just changed in which you need a lawyer, whether it's me or somebody else, but yes. the, the, the game has changed insurance companies, uh, you know, they will not take you seriously. They will do exactly everything you just said. They will purposely delay. They have, in, they have built in gaps in treatment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, why do you think they put you on hold for 45 minutes? Hope you hang up and call two days later. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. It's just a delay, delay, delay. And they'll use that time and they'll say, oh, you didn't start seeing a doctor until you got a lawyer. It's like, no, I didn't start seeing a doctor because you took forever and I didn't feel well. And I, I, I'm so like, so stressed out. Like it's just mm. such a, stressful experience to go through and I hear the stress in my clients voices and I'm like don't worry I got you like focus on getting better and I will handle everything else for you like don't stress and yeah, when I they feel that connection that I care and that I'm there for them it it it's it just makes for a great attorney client relationship throughout the whole process 
Yeah, the you know the dirtiest thing I ever saw an insurance company do is a, on a recorded statement they opened it. Well, how are you doing today, Mr. Smith? And he said I'm fine. And then later they yeah they used they, it exactly. They said, well, here we were three weeks from the incident, and you were fine on that day. Do you recall saying that? And they're like, no, yeah. that's not what you know. Uh, this wasn't yeah. part of it. And they use it against you exactly, exactly. Or they'll get into questions that have nothing to do with. Oh, I want to get a record statement for your property damage, but then they'll throw, like you said, throw in just a question about how are you feeling? Any aches and pains? Have you gone to the doctor? You know, they they just pry. Yeah. Oh man, they pry pretty hard. Uh, and I'll tell you what, this this was the, the one of the worst things, and this is uh, something really to look out for. And uh, I don't know if I've mentioned on other podcasts, maybe I have, but we had one client that um, it was a the vehicle was a total loss. Uh, they took it to a insurance lot. And without our permission, while in litigation, downloaded the black box data. Yeah. And then surprised my client in the deposition with, you know, so we weren't there to witness it. We weren't. Yeah, the whole, and, the pro, there was no protocol. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think that's happening on a oh ton God. of these vehicles, and then they double check it and then they go back later. I mean, the, the. You know, the, the, the defense attorneys that do this uh, shady and the good, like, I guess the effective shady way is they pull it once without your permission. And then they say, hey, we want to pull the black box out. And yeah. they already know what they're going to see. But but they're pulling it all the time. I mean, yeah. it is happening. It's happening. No, I had a <laughs> I had a deposition of a corporate rep once and he said uh, it was a it was a wrongful death, 18 wheeler case. And the. Um, he he's like, oh, yeah, we went to the bar, you know, down the street and uh, we, you know, went up there and, and looked at everything right after the incident within the hour. I was like, oh, OK. I was like, when you say we, who are you saying? He's like me and some other people. I was like some other people. And, you know, like, attorney jumps up and objects. And I was like, OK, what were those people driving? Uh, there were two black Mercedes Benz and I had another plane attorney with me. I looked at him and was like, Hey, you drive a Mercedes Benz? He's like, no. I was like, I don't either. Huh? <laughs> it settled immediately after, like right after that depot. That is awful. <laughs> awful. Oh my goodness. What I'm getting at here is that what I like is that you bring that, that personal character and you take that on social media and you're able to use that also in your practice as well too. You know, your, your clients are able to say, yeah, no, my, my attorney's got me. And that is super, I would like the number one complaint to the bar is communication. And if you can build that from the beginning, that is huge. That is huge. It's a lot less stress when it comes to dealing with the bar as well too. <laughs> oh, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, so what would you say to somebody, let's say you were um, sitting down with a lawyer at a lunch or happy hour, and they said, I love what you're doing, but I'm just not very social. What, what is kind of the bare minimum? What would be that advice for somebody that's like, look, I'm great at the law. I mean, but I'm just not good with the filters. I'm not good. I don't know. You know, and I want to put something out, but I don't want it to be fake. You know, do now that you've been doing it for a little while, if you were to scale it back from somebody that said, how do I dip my toes in this? You know, what, what would be that kind of game plan or the advice would you give somebody? I would recommend number one, do a really awesome photo shoot. Okay, good. Um, with lots of different looks. And number two, start outlining different topics that you want to share and maybe, you know, post one video a week, short 30 seconds. Nobody wants to hear you talk for five minutes. Um, so that you can put it on reels and post it and 
continuing to just outline and then, hey, I'm having, I'm doing a podcast right now and just do a quick little, you know, selfie of what you're doing, get people excited about it. Just like I did this morning, you know, I told people what I'm doing and uh, just start small and don't over, don't get overwhelmed and just be genuine, be yourself, show something that you're watching on TV. That's funny. Or, you know, just show them that there is life outside of the law. But of course, as lawyers, we're always lawyers too. So uh, let them get to know you and be yourself. Yeah, that's great advice, especially because I like what you said in the beginning there. It almost feels like tapping into the lawyerness of all of us. You say, I know you're not good at social media, but you're good at organizing. You're good at dates. You're good at building a theme. You're good at making arguments. So build that out. Give yourself a timeline and execute the plan. It sounds like. Exactly. Exactly. And that, um, that just, then before you know it, you have all of this content and it's just, it just keep, it'll just be easy to where you're like, it's like second nature. So I, I know you're out there in the internet, which is which is everywhere. This is the only place you need to be. But but what are your? I mean, and you're here in Houston. Uh, is your only office here? Do you do you? What are your expansion plans? Like, what's on the horizon for this meteor that is rocketing through the legal influencing? Um, oh my uh, god! Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> I have big dreams, big plans. Uh, I I'm like a machine. I don't stop. Um, so. I hope to continue to, uh, it's called, you know, just staying power. You know, once, you know, I'm, I'm, my cases start popping, I'm going to continue to invest in marketing. I'm not planning on slowing down um, and just get even more aggressive in Houston, uh, film English commercials. I think uh, I, I do want to do that. Cause right now I'm on Univision and it's a Spanish commercial. So I want to target also the bite more English as well, you know, just regular anybody who watches ABC News or whatever, yeah. and um, then continue to grow my Instagram. And I do plan on going probably to, to Laredo next, and then maybe Corpus Christi because that's where I'm from, yeah. and just see where that takes me. That's we'll a great, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great plan. Those are great, great markets. A lot of people that need a lot of assistance down there. There's a lot of, uh, um, you know, you want to talk about your classic case of, you know, a lot of corporate, you know, a lot of commercial vehicles mm-hmm. coming through, not doing the right thing. Exactly. You know, they're these people are overworked. The, you know, they're driving too much and just the collisions are, you know. Driver fatigue is real. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, there's a ton of great lawyers, but, you know, the, the amount of, work to lawyer ratio i feel like is getting uh is getting out of hand down there you know that there's there's a lot happening so if there is one piece of advice you want to give young attorneys what would it be don't give up and invest in yourself and just go for it because if someone else can do it so can you but you got to be consistent and be passionate and just be relentless like don't just believe in yourself and just like i said go for it Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. So where, where can, I mean, where can everybody find you? What are all the, the tags The you know, what do you need to put out there so that people hear this and say, I gotta go see this, you know, where do you, where, where are we pointing them? You could find me on Instagram at La Abogada Bianca, which is Bianca, the attorney in English or uh, labogadabianca.com or legalinfluencer.com. <laughs> there. 
um, or hashtag La Chica Poderosa, which is powerful women in English or yeah, so. Awesome. Um, and we do this to all of our guests. What is one embarrassing thing that you've done at trial? You gotta give me one thing. Or funny. Trial, or funny. Yeah, we've heard some good ones. <laughs> or, uh, or even if you wanna tell I'm an embarrassing thing. You, you could also tell one that you witnessed. Doesn't yeah. ha- it doesn't have to be yeah. a, a, for you. Okay. I would say, which I liked it, but it was like the whole courtroom just heard and the judge is like, I love your suit. It looks fabulous on you, girl. What size are you? And she was a female and I was like, size? I'm like, oh my God. It was, it was just like, every, like all eyes on me in the courtroom. And so that's probably another funny moment that I remember. <laughs> courtroom influencer. Like, there we go <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta just be yourself and i i like to you know be stylish and whether i'm in the courtroom but of course i take it down a notch or yeah. at the negotiation tables i think i just figured out our slogan advocates not assholes <laughs> we kind of already have bad law versus facts but uh, one all for the firm oh yeah one all right for the firm <laughs> Definitely, come up with a slogan. Really? She's like, pass on that one. That, I could, we, could, we could really use one because <laughs> we don't. Well, I, gotta, I gotta get to know you two better to be able. Okay. To all right. All right. Well, we're opposites of the coin. Oh, yeah. That way. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah completely. He's very laid back. Like, I let's. It's fine. We'll get it done. And I'm very much like it needs to be done right now. Or I'm just gonna. Yeah. You know, lose my hair. No, he's Mike writes everything out, and it's it's like to this level of detail and and i'm like well well why <laughs> just just do it you're you know, like but, yeah you're like you're overthinking things yeah but my fun story when i learned that i was trying my very first case my very first case ever was a dui trial at the da's office right so i'm um sitting there and i've got a manual that they give us as a, a prosecutor and it's the DUI Bible, right? And it's it's literally a word for word, every question that you're supposed, and if you ask these questions with the officer on the stand, this is how you prove the case up, this is how you win the case, right? So I'm going through and I'm reading and he's giving me the answer. You know, I don't even know if I looked up and and he's not really giving me the answers I want. It's kind of, I'm kind of getting frustrated and I peek over and the jury, half of them are asleep, the other half don't give a shit, you know? And my, my boss, my chief leans over, he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> And I lean over, I go, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, let's go outside. Let's take a, you know, a recess. So we go outside. He said, look, what do you need to prove here? And I tell him the elements. He goes, just do that. Just ask the officer those things. So I go in there. I shut the, uh, the script. I put it in my bag. And, and me and this officer then had a conversation. And, and I, I made sure and asked those five things. And I even remember one part. I was like, all right. Well, oh, oh, one last thing. What county did this happen in? And he's like, Harris, Harris, Harris County. Got it. You know, I'm like, got it. I needed that. You know? Yeah. And, and then after I did that, I realized, and I, this is what I tell Mike all the time. I'm like, Mike, you have the knowledge of here. You know, you just that, you know, once it's here, you know, take less and less notes because it's going to come within. It's just going to come within you. And it's the same with depositions. Like when I first started, my outline would be 50 pages. And now I just have bullet points and you just kind of relax and sit down with your deponent and make it feel like a conversation, make them feel comfortable. Don't let them think you're out to get them, even though internally, you know, you are, you're, you're setting them up. And I I agree with that. You just got to trust yourself because if you're looking too much, you're almost overthinking things and missing the important parts, body language and just random words that they're using that 
you wouldn't have picked up on that means everything that changes everything um, because you're too busy sticking to the script but on the flip side the script is very important is particularly if, if you have very nuanced deposition like man i really got to make sure i ask this this so you know it's a it's a fine balance and it's, it's very personality driven too because if the same way that i'm you know kind of loose I feel like if you were that loose, you'd have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Just thinking then, about it is giving me anxiety. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> or or even just outline or doing like, look, I have all my notes of what I was gonna say here, but I didn't even look at it once. It's it's already head. You already just kind of envisioned how you're gonna outline. Yeah. yeah I, I hear both sides for yeah. sure. <laughs> So did we miss anything? Is there anything you want to tell us on there? Did you want to jump? Did you want to get anything else out there? What's some good stuff on there? Yeah, what's some stuff that we missed? Yeah. Well, one thing I was going to talk about is when people don't have money to have a billboard or commercials, what can you do to get clients? There we go. Let's hear it. What, what, what do we do when we're all broke? How's, how most of us start? Yeah, exactly. Okay. My tips are, number one, be good to your current clients that you have. Always roll out the red carpet to them because they will send their grandma, aunts, uncles to you and be your biggest cheerleader if you're treating them like royalty and following up with them, texting them, asking them how they're doing and being proactive versus reactive. So always being the one to say, Hi, Miss So and So. Your case is going well, da da da, and just providing the best customer service. And um, number two, telling everyone you know what you do. So, anytime someone comes over to my house, it could be an electrician or you know somebody working on my lawn. I tell them like, Hi, I'm Bianca. Nice to meet you. I'm a personal injury attorney. If you ever need me, I hope you don't. But if you do or know anybody, I'm happy to help. And I have marketing materials and I'll give them a business card and like a hand sanitizer, just something to give them to remember you by. Um, and leave your business card every time you go out and eat. Except now I kind of can't do that anymore because <laughs> I think it's more of a guy thing that you can do because then this guy called me and left me a voicemail asking me on a date to Starbucks. <laughs> he thought I was hitting on him, the waiter at Benihon. <laughs> Oh, God. So I don't do that so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, so he's throwing the shrimp at you and you're going yeah. like, all right, yeah, what's so, happening here? <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, signed the credit card receipt, left my business card and walked oh, away. Man. And a few hours later, I got called on a Starbucks date. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm pretty sure we're like, I'm 10 years older than you, but, and I'm married. <laughs> so that was not my intention. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yes. And then of course, you know, like I, I keep pounding on is get active on social media and um, don't be boring. Like all the other lawyer Instagram pages that are ran by everybody, but the lawyer. And then just be prepared. Like I said earlier, for the days where your phones don't ring and you feel like, man, how am I going to pay the bills? It's going to happen. But then you're going to have those days where you're like, this is what it was all for, the sacrifice, you know. Yeah. And so just just hang on tight. That's perfect. That's great advice. Yeah. The, the first the, the first ones are the best. The, your, your, the clients you currently have. Yeah, that's Treat where you well. start. They're your biggest billboards. Yeah. That's how we got, that's how we got that. It's one of our biggest cases, the biggest case in our office right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, wait, what? 
thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, my, one of my friends got hit by an 18 wheeler uh, accident. Do you handle those? Can you help them? I'm like, yeah, we'll yes. take a look. <laughs> yeah, <we're> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, get them on the phone. Thank you. Have them call me right away. Um, oh, and, and one last tip too is be accessible, which is goes hand in hand with Instagram to where people aren't afraid to reach out to you and, you know, just like you guys email me, DM me, whatever, you know, that's, I think a, a, a fun way that people can, you know, send you questions that they have. And then you, I've made a lot of Instagram friends just from my Instagram. And so that in itself is networking. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I need to hop on that instead of, you know, posting like a hundred memes a day yeah. instead. Yeah. I mean, I follow the attorney memes pages and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was awesome. And yeah. we'll definitely have to do it in person, uh, yes. not at Benihana, because we don't all want to <laughs> get harassed the next day. But, but we, should, we should definitely hang out and do like a happy hour or something. And then that way, uh, I am going to take you up on the offer of, uh, if I ever come up with a slogan or something, I am going to run it by you. But, okay, what do you think about this? Because, you know. I would love to. I, I love building brands and helping people. And there's just not enough good lawyers out there that if the case doesn't go to me, I just want to make sure there's, it's going to the good lawyers. And so I'm always happy to help and assist in any yeah. way I can. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. All right. Of course. Thank you guys. Have a great afternoon. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.